On today's Locked On Twins, we're going to talk about the new TV deal, what it means, and all the implications. But first, Dave Brown, why was Brad Radke's dog so big? Why was his dog so big? Yeah. I don't know. Why was it? He never walked it. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, hello. There we are back with you on Locked On Twins. Your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. And again, your team every day as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Warren. And you can unfollow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore W-A-R-N-E. And unamused by my joke is answer Dave Brown. Dave, how are we? Oh, it was a fine joke, Brandon. I don't know why you don't think I liked it. Well, I didn't know how to set it up, and I didn't know if I was going to hit the intro too quickly. So I don't know. We'll have to go back and see how the timing was, but that's the most important part of comedy is timing, right? Yes. <laughs> I love that bit. Uh, hey, thanks for hanging out with us. If you're hanging out on the live chat on YouTube, give us a shout, give us a thumbs up. Let us know you are there because we're very happy that you are. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started also locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube it's called locked on sports today and it's here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of locked on plus our national shows covering each and every league go to locked on sports today on youtube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel now Dave, we were intending to have uh, time to chat about this new TV deal on Monday's program, and we ran into difficulties. And by difficulties, I mean we ran into having too much to say about Nick Gordon and Stephen Okert. So um, I'm rip-roaring and ready to go, if you are, to break down this TV deal that seems to have everybody's jimmies rustled. It's, it is breaking everybody down, that's for sure. It's uh, it's it's an un, unpopular uh, deal and just a unpopular situation. So first I want to read the announcement. The Twins and Diamond Sports Group have announced a finalized agreement on a one-year extension of the club's linear broadcast rights through the 2024 season. As a result, all regionally televised Twins games will be produced and distributed by Bally Sports North. And then there's a comment uh, from Dave St. Peter, who also did a Q&A with Evan Drellick, basically the guy you should be following for all of this. But uh, DSP says, we value our longstanding partnership with Bally Sports North and are pleased to let our fans know where they can watch Twins Baseball in 2024. Our continued collaboration with Bally Sports North's talented staff and crew will ensure exceptional broadcast coverage of what promises to be a thrilling season for the Twins and our fans. Looking beyond this short-term resolution, the Twins remain fully committed to expanding the reach and accessibility of our telecasts and other team-related content. Um, one more thing here, Diamond Sports CEO uh, David Preschlack said, 
we are pleased to have finalized a renewal that extends our long-standing partnership with the Twins organization on terms that work for both parties. <gasps> what do you make of all that? Well, I think it's they don't come out and say it, but I think that uh, it's pretty clear that the Twins were expecting Diamond Sports to uh, liquidate rather than restructure, and they were hoping that uh, Rob Manfred's plan of having 14, I think it is, at, to, to begin, teams mm -hmm. sort of collaborate on a digital deal, digital streaming deal. They wanted to be part of that. and those things aren't happening yet. And so rather than get a different deal, uh, they're just going to extend the old one. And that doesn't address the, um, the, the streaming issues that lots of people have. And the twins aren't, you know, Bally sports isn't available on all on the, on the biggest cable mm -hmm. outlets in the twin cities area. So it's, uh, it's still, you know, people are, are having to come up with their own solutions to watch the twins. If, if they do, maybe, maybe they, they don't even do that. But. They did not reveal financially what will be the amount of money changing hands. Not terribly surprising. I don't know if that's because it's in bankruptcy court or, or what exactly is the logistics behind that. But what does your instinct or gut say about what percentage they'll retain from the expected amount of broadcast money? Well, I read a couple things and, and it's maybe, um, I don't know, 75, 80%. Maybe that's low, but it's it's most of it, mm -hmm. uh, but not all of it. And I don't know, you know, for one year, I don't know exactly how that affects the Twins' interest in spending whatever is left over. So um, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a maybe a, maybe 85% that I'd read that. And I think that was a guess. Somebody was guessing. So um, it's a, it's a bandaid, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a stopgap measure. It's uh, you know, they, they don't have um, anything definite about the future. I think that's the bigger picture deal as to, you know, why maybe the, the twins weren't interested in spending more money on a free agent this off season. Uh, than they did. I think that's the, the longer term issues rather than maybe getting a little less money just in the, the short term is, is why they're uh, being a little more frugal than people like. So Evan Drellick actually turns a really funny metaphor here in his article kind of laying this out. He says, how bad is the haircut on the rights fees? The Athletic previously reported that the Guardians and Rangers are taking fee reductions of no more than 15%. So that's a pretty good ballpark, I would say. I guess pun intended, but not really. Ah. Uh, estimation for the Twins. So my, my, I guess my question is, what to what extent should they have been able to forecast or foretell that this might have happened um, and done their off-season planning around it? Because while maybe they wouldn't have put that $30 million back into the roster or maybe they would have we really don't know um how much culpability do ownership and i mean dave st peter hold for how this all shook out and how long it took well if they're taking their cues from the commissioner uh he was surprised that diamond sports is still 
making deals and still in the uh, in the game. Uh, you could tell when when Diamond uh, and Amazon announced their intentions um, that uh, it, it didn't it, it totally caught Manfred by surprise. He wasn't he didn't see that coming. And I think they're they're all I don't know if it's a group think or if it's like like I said before they they kind of want to go into business as a consortium together as uh as kind of like uh eventually Manfred I think wants a deal for all thirty teams or as many as he can get and yeah. has something like fourteen together ready to do a digital deal and I think that's where. Uh, you know, it's. I think that's where the, the twins thought it was going, and you know, it's it's hard to tell sometimes when things are in bankruptcy court, what what twists and turns, and how long it's going to take. And I think that is the long term um, uh, plan that they that they want to do. So it doesn't really. I guess it wouldn't have made sense for them to have an alternative other than what they, they're. This is probably what Plan B was that they were going to go with uh, Valley Sports for one more year. They hope until this uh, group deal can get done. So, um, you know, I don't know what, what the right you know move for the future as far as you know what's the best, what's the most efficient, the optimum. What do they get the most money out of? I think that the it, it makes sense. It makes sense that they would get in league with half the league on a digital deal for the long term. It makes sense to me as far as I understand all this stuff. So that's, I think that's why we've got the situation we've got. All right. Well, let's take a quick second. We'll give some love to our friends at eBay motors. And when we come back, uh, I want to point some fingers, maybe not directly, but uh, get a feel for how much the twins actually had control over the situation and what they could have done to make things different. But first, a word from eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience are what bring home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, style, performance, you name it, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Now keep your ride alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions do apply, and United States customers only when it comes to the eBay guaranteed fit. Dave Brown, I had a tweet today that I don't think you saw, and I didn't tag you in it because, I don't know, I think that's kind of corny. But uh, this guy, I think his name was Hutchinson Brown, got a dog. And I don't know, I, I don't really know who Hutchinson Brown is. Is someone I follow. I follow people if they seem interesting, and he seems interesting. So he got a dog, and he was asking people what to name it. So do you have any guess what I said he should name his dog? I hope it's not Dave. Moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought Dave Brown the dog would be kind of, uh, I don't know, it would be kind of a cool name for a dog, but ah, I don't know. Anyway, Dave is, uh, 
<laughs> having a coughing fit, but unmuted, perfectly uh, mute and unmute like a pro now, which is uh, which is fantastic. Um, well, how do you take that? The, the suggestion? Yeah, I don't think he even paid attention to it, but oh. that's kind of what I deserve. Um, so I, I by accident I caught a portion of David Sampson's podcast this morning. Mm. And so, yeah, um, not exactly someone who covered themselves in glory while they were the head honcho with the Marlins and certainly no shortage of polarizing thoughts about him. But he said something interesting in light of Dave St. Peter's comments to Evan Drellick in The Athletic. He said, I've said those same things. Now, I, op- I-, I read that article with an open mind. I read the comments and I what I like to do with that is when there's an overwhelming sense one way or the other, I like to say, how could the opposite be true? What could these people be missing? But 300 comments, it looked like all pretty much saying the same thing. David Sampson, who no matter what you think of him, it seemed as though he's being candid. He's had to say the things that may or may not have been 100% true. And a lot of people just complaining that Dave St. Peter's kind of, you know, mealy mouthing it about, you know, they... They didn't. They did everything they could, and they feel real bad. Um, do you do you think Dave is handling it about as well as could be considered possible? Because I feel like everyone wants to blame the twins, but how do the twins forge ahead? And if they're going to create a broadcast solution in the meantime, how much time do you need to do that? And if you only have a year before your broadcast rights either are up. And, uh, you know, in full free agency or are taken over by the league, how much time does it actually make sense to put into an infrastructure like that? You know what I mean? Like, I see people pissed at the Twins, and I think, how much could they do all that? How how much did they really control all of that? I mean, I think if they wanted to control it themselves and be the, the lone wolf and just worry about the Twins, they would have been doing that. But I think, uh, they like the idea of uh, Manfred's idea of uh, the group going in it together. There's more money in it. There's more certainty in it. There's more safety. It's like, you know, if you were buying programming, uh, you, you you might be as regional as baseball is, you know, the idea of uh, a bunch of teams going together is uh, in on a deal is probably going to sound a little more, um, you know, intriguing if you're, if you're buying that kind of thing. So um, I, that, I, I get the sense that the, the plan they had, the plan A was to uh, go with the, the, the league and plan B was what we're getting, which is just a kind of one more year of an extension. So I don't, I think um, just, I, they need to, People, people don't want to hear patience, and you know I don't agree with. Uh, I understand the 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 business side of it. You know why we have uh, blackouts, and um, you know it's a protection thing for so people get buy cable packages, and if they don't give the right cable package, then somebody's not getting paid a hundred percent of what they should. So I mean, it's a it's a dirty business, and. Fans get the shaft, but I understand where they're coming from. So Rob Manfred's big 14-team digital thing didn't happen. That was that was it. 
that was going to be the plan. And it still is, I think. And I think next year, I hope, that's what the Twins will have. And hopefully there'll be uh, some blackout language in there and people will be able to watch the Twins, whether they have a cable deal or not. How much, if at all, do you think the failed venture of Victory Sports North in 2004 plays into this? Because the Twins didn't even make a full season on their own network before it fell apart. They didn't have distribution. And it, again, it just it fell apart. Um, and the Twins are an organization with a lot of stability. So a lot of the people who were there either are still there or know very well from people who were still there. Um, and again, if Victory Sports North was ex expected to be a longer term solution, that means they probably did do some of the logistics. They did some of the things that there wouldn't be time to do for a one year solution. To me, it just seems like a hasty solution would be way worse. Um, and like, even if you're getting 75, 80% of the dollars you may have earmarked in the first place, doing your own thing is entirely uh, throwing that into the air as a question mark. And if you're upset that they're not reinvesting money back into the team, it wasn't, it was most certainly not going to happen if they had to do their own thing as a network and figure out where that money was coming from. Is, I, am, I, am I missing the mark here? No, I think it's, I mean, I, and I think it's fair to criticize the twins for their, for a lack of long-term, uh, I, I don't know about planning, but, uh, you know, executing the plan yeah. for, um, you know, local rights and digital rights and regional rights and all that. But, you know, if you also look at lots of other organizations, you know, not too many teams have something like that that's successful. You know, the Twins aren't the only ones who have failed at that. I think, um, especially in this environment now, I mean, it's not, it isn't even the same kind of environment that it was 20 years ago when right. you could still get away with, uh, you know, because of how cable TV worked. Cable TV doesn't work that way anymore. So it doesn't really, it, it makes more sense now to go in with other teams and, you know, if not an entire league, certainly a bunch of them. So, um, you know, this is, it, it, this is a problem that is um, industry-wide and goes beyond like sports and baseball. Yeah. So it's not just, I mean, yeah, maybe the, the, the twins didn't do, their best diligence on this, but lots of that, that goes for lots of teams and um, not, and not just, you know, baseball, other um, you know parts of the entertainment business. And, you know, you see this uh, Disney ESPN, you know, max, I don't know who else is in on it, but it's like they're trying to reinvent cable. I think they're all kind of feeling their way, trying to figure out how they're going to make uh, the economic models work. So, this is not just a, a twins problem. This is uh, a baseball problem. It's a TV problem. It's a sports entertainment problem. Well, I do have one question left on that, but it's a big one. So I think we'll, uh, we'll talk about our friends at FanDuel. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then I'll come back and ask you one more question. And we got a little bit of news and notes before we get out of here. But again, a word from FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, I'm watching Minnesota and Portland in the background here, but uh, you can get involved, especially if you join FanDuel, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. So $150 if your bet wins. I know the Wolves are on a back-to-back. -back. I know they are, you know... Uh, probably going to rest some guys. They got some guys who are a little older that uh, need some time, but 
you know, if you're like me and you want to take a shot at that, again, FanDuel is the place to go. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and much, much more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel is an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Coming down the home stretch here, Dave, and I wanted to ask you, and I was looking at the clock because I don't want us to overrun our spots, but um, how much in your estimation are the twins, at least the brass or the forward-facing brass, as it were, using all of this as a crutch to justify how this offseason has gone? Because in some respects, yeah, this is the most talented team in the division. Yeah, they have a lot of depth. Yeah, they have this. Yeah, they have that. And if the difference between a really great offseason and a respectable one is a number two starter, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's not as bleak as I thought it was. Maybe it's not as bleak as the the chicken littles will have you think. But are they are they using this to a, an extent that's unnecessary? Um, probably so. I think uh, I, let's put it like this. They're being really, really conservative. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's their money. So um, I, I I don't know. You know, if I owned a team, I'd, I'd like to think that I would spend whatever I could other than making myself insolvent to, uh, to win. Um, and they are not quite doing that. Um, yeah. They're being, you know, a little uh, probably overly concerned about you know, what the future holds, you know, they don't want to write checks that they're not hundred percent sure they can cash, I guess in the future. But I, mm -hmm. I also kind of doubt that, um, you know, adding uh, Jordan Montgomery or whatever to the, the starting rotation would, would necessarily do that. I think, um, you know, fans coming off last season, it's, it's not, it's not good timing and it's, uh, it, it's, um, you know, they do. The twins do have that the the Polad history of uh, you know an image problem there as far as not necessarily putting forth more money and spending. So I think they're they're definitely being conservative. You know how conservative and like how much they need to save. I I don't know exactly, but it's uh, they're they're kind of they're at least they're half missing an opportunity right now to. Um, the Twins should be in really good – I mean, the Twins are in position to compete for the World Series right now, and yep. they are not doing everything they can to uh, attain that goal. It's uh, – they're they, – they've taken kind of one huge step with uh, Correa and another one with Buxton and done some good things in extension with Lopez and all that, but there's there's more moves to be made to – get themselves in a position to win a world series again. And, and they are, they aren't quite doing it. What bothers me is I defended or at least understood in like 2013, 2014, not going out and signing all that great of players, you know, I mean, Irvin Santana was kind of the tip of it, of the iceberg, Ricky Nolasco. And it was like, no amount of spending recklessly will get you from the level you're at to hanging out with the tigers, you know, when they had Scherzer, Verlander, Price, right. whatever. So some of that banked money or that concept of it, I don't know. I mean, I think it should be paid forward to now. Granted, 
could you argue they have with Carlos Correa? I guess. Byron Buxton, I guess. Pablo Lopez, I guess. But again, at that time, they were not developing players you'd give big extensions to. So, like, I don't know. The, the calculus changes a lot no matter how you look at it. But where it frosts me is, you know, you guys, you ran some lower payrolls after that 2011 season that stunk and cost you more money than you'd spent before. I don't know. I mean, I think you can stomach a $30 million gap, $30 million bridge in the meantime. And now now that we're finding out, it's probably not even going to be nearly that big once the broadcast rights deal has been signed. I don't know. Um, again, I don't pretend that I know how that all works. And I don't pretend that I know anything about the business, but to me, it just, I don't know. I defended it, the concept of it. And now I'm kind of feeling like I got some egg on my face. And again, it's uh, it isn't just a twin situation there. They are kind of uh, towing the, the corporate MLB line. I mean, yeah. uh, player salaries, uh, you know, exploded. I mean, they always kind of have been exploding, but um, yeah. you know, it's been twenty. It's been fifteen, twenty years since we've gotten. You know, we, we have salaries have not moved up that much in, in recent years. You know, and that that money, uh, you know, in the past today is uh, you know with inflation, um, just a, just a a, a a small percentage of what they would be paying today. It's uh, yeah, uh, there. I mean, there's. There's money to spend, and they're just they they choose not to do it. That that is true, and and that is also not just. The, I mean, that's the Yankees too. I mean, there's the, the Yankees have a huge payroll, but they don't necessarily you know they bank a lot of it. Uh, yeah. The Pirates uh, get you know revenue sharing money, and they they bank it and they bank it and they bank it. And the Royals went years without spending any money on players. Um, you know they they spent some this year. But, you know, uh, 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22, didn't spend it, you know, hardly anything. The, All they're, the teams are doing this. They're a case study for if you can spend from a mediocre team to a decent team. Like, they're basically the 2014 Twins where you can see the path. You can see that something's possible. How much of that can you buy your way out of? You know, a Seth Lugo or that, like if the twins had wanted to sign guys like that in 2013 or 14, they certainly could have the, the Royals are going to go ahead and say, Hey, we're going to, let's just see what happens. Maybe we go and win 78 games. Is that jump enough to get you into the playoff conversation? No, but it starts the wheels turning. It's going to be interesting to watch how that works. Well, I think the Royals too. Most, the biggest reason why they signed Seth Lugo and people like that this off season is so they wouldn't look completely ridiculous when they went to everybody and said, Hey, help us pay for our new baseball stadium. Because right. it was going to, it was going to look really bad if they, if they didn't do that, if they had just kept all the money that they've been hoarding for half the last decade. So yeah. I think that that's really, you know, I don't know how close, I don't really know how close the Royals are to contending, but they, they had to make it look good for the ballpark. Yeah. No question about it. Um, Minor league deals for the Twins that were released recently. Jeff Brigham, a right-handed reliever who, spoiler alert, turns 32 in a few days, throws the crap out of the ball, throws a lot of sliders, and gives up homers. You're starting to feel now the path or the pattern that I had kind of explained to you, aren't you? Oh, the slide steps, the sliders, the slide pieces. Yep. It's, uh, well, 
And sliders are hard on elbows. We we kind of worry about Okert. Just uh, not that we heard anything about his elbow, but when you throw sliders, that's you know it can be hard on that. So that, when that you're sounds like these guys, you need that like yogurt, Okert, yogurt. I you said Okert, and my brain went to yogurt. I'm that's just where I'm at right now. Sorry. Uh, anyway, it's a good rhyme. Yeah, you should have, like, oh. should have a little more yogurt in their life and Okert. So, yeah, Brigham, uh, again, interesting flyer. They have a really interesting group of pitchers on the periphery of their bullpen. Now, first, that's before you consider Brent Hedrick and Simeon Woods Richardson or if any Cole Sands, if any of those guys, Cody Funder down under. Uh, but then you have the next wave, which is guys like Brigham, Hobie Harris, Matt Bowman. Like, they have different tiers of help where – uh, you know, Daniel Duarte cleared waivers. Uh, Jordan Balazovic cleared waivers. They're both invited to spring training. I, honestly, I, I think they're in a tremendous spot pitching-wise outside of that number two starter. Yeah, I think so too. They have one of the four best or so pitching staffs, and that should be you know, with a little bit of bounce back from the from the offense, get them in yep. good position to win in the playoffs too. So yeah, they have lots of depth in the pitching and it's not just guys that they've signed in free agency or, or you know, they've, they're doing a pretty good job of developing the talent. We'll do an entire episode tomorrow. Tomorrow, if you're listening is Wednesday on minor league invites and a few things otherwise. But uh, before we get out of here, I do want to talk about Jenny Kavnar being named play by play for the A's. I believe she'll be joining, um, Dallas Braden on the broadcast. So I think that is not only again awesome. She joins Melanie Newman as some very prominent woman broadcasters right now in Major League Baseball. But again, just keeping that going to normalize it because um, you know, there are women out there and young girls out there who will see this and aspire to call baseball games or like Alyssa Knack and coach or that sort of thing. Um, it's good for the game. And I know people say, well, why does it matter? Because the first to do anything matters. The first person to do whatever is historically significant. It's being represented is obviously a big part of it. And at the same time, too, it's like people just get so dumb about it. Like, why does this matter? Why do you, why do you this? Why historically significant things are firsts firsts are always historically significant it's very very easy concept to understand people like to say we have equality and uh you know uh, well i don't see color it's, uh, gender doesn't matter and all that stuff but you know if you i think if you take a look uh, an authentic real look at how the world is there's plenty of places where it does matter and in not necessarily a good way so it's great that uh you know that that there's no reason why a woman can't uh, run a baseball team or broadcast a team or coach. Yep. You know, uh, we, we don't have, there, there maybe isn't a pipeline for players and maybe, maybe that won't ever happen. But right. there's lots of ways to get everybody from all kinds of demographics participating in the baseball season. And that's why it's great. And it's, it's different. And uh, there are only so many of these jobs, you know, it's not a charity. They're not doing it because uh, they feel like making a statement. They want, you know, they want good attention, but they also want a good broadcast too. And I've, I've heard her work before uh, with the Rockies, and uh, uh, 
in part-time role, and she's going to do very well. Yeah, the important thing to remember is if you want equality, then why hasn't it happened to this point is, is what you look back at. So yeah. anyway, hey, we are short on time. This has been Locked on Twins. Thanks for joining, and we will see you.